0: On this Thursday, we'll get into last night's Lucas action at East Bay, go big on the upcoming World of Outlaws season, plus short track Super Series uh, results from last night and news from the Extreme Dirt Car Series. Let's go. Today is Thursday, February 10th, 2022. Welcome into Dirt Tracker Daily. I'm Justin Fiedler. Speed Weeks for the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series continued last night with another round from East Bay Raceway Park. Monday at East Bay, it was Dennis Erb Jr. getting the win. Mother Nature was victorious on Tuesday with the rain. And then last night, it was a battle of the Brandons early with Brandon Shepard eventually pulling away for the victory. B-Shep and Brandon Overton battled through much of the first half of the race out front, but Shepard was eventually able to take control on lap 13 and wasn't really challenged down the stretch, winning at the line by more than two seconds. Ashton Winger had a nice race ending up in the second position. Tyler Erb was third, Kyle Bronson hard-charged from 16th to finish fourth, and Ricky Thornton Jr. was fifth. Overton finished 19th after pulling off late in the going. Near 10 laps to go, RTJ tried to dive underneath him in turn one and the two made contact sending Overton around. When the caution was thrown though, officials said it was for debris and not Overton's spin. So Somehow Overton got his position back on the restart. I'm not sure I agree with that call. In the end, it didn't matter with Overton bowing out, but calls like that are going to draw the ire of both fans and other competitors. Devin Moran had issues in the first 10 laps, managed to bounce back to finish in the 10th position. He and Shepard remain the only two with a top 10 finish each Lucas night so far. I do have to give the Lucas officials some kudos, though. On Monday, they ran those two 26-car B-mains, which were brutal. And then last night, though, they made a change and we had three 17-car B-mains, which is a dramatic improvement. Must have listened to my Tuesday show. I mean, probably not, though. As for Shepard, it's been a very strong start to 2022. He got those wins out at Votto, and now he's won two of nine with Lucas. Nine top tens, six top fives, and an average finish of 4.78. Pretty dang good right now for that Rocket squad. The other outlaw teams are going to have their hands full yet again with that one car. As for win picks, I'm now two for ten with the formula sitting at three for ten. It had Shepard, I had Overton. The picks will remain the same for tonight, though, as the formula is sticking with Shepard, but I'm going to rock with Overton again. I still think he finds a way to get some wins this week. One other note from last night, there was no Jimmy Owens in the field, but we still had 70 cars. Owens and the 20 team chose to sit out on Wednesday, but they do plan on being back tonight at East Bay. If you want to watch live, you can do that over on MAV MavTV+. With the way things have already gone at Volusia to start 2022, it shouldn't be overly surprising that they decided to cancel Wednesday night's racing, even though the weather was much better. Around 11.15 a.m. Eastern Time yesterday, officials at Dirt Car Nationals pulled the plug on the day, so we've now lost three nights to start the event, and the All-Stars still can't catch a break. They're now 0 for 4 on the season, and we'll try again at East Bay on Monday and Tuesday coming up. After East Bay, we won't see the series again until April 8th and 9th at Attica when their season opens for real, for real. So now the focus at Volusia shifts to the World of Outlaws Sprint Car Series season opener along with three nights of UMP modified action. With the Outlaws, everyone is gunning for Brad Sweet and that KKR 49 team. They've now won three straight championships and will remain the favorite in 2022 until someone can show the speed and consistency necessary to beat them. With Jacob Allen confirmed as a full-timer, we are starting the year with 14 outlaw teams prepared to contest the full slate of races. The drivers are Brad Sweet, David Gravel, Carson Macedo, Donnie Shot, Logan Schuart, Shelton Hoddenshield, Craig Kinzer, Jason Sides, James McFadden, Brock Zierfoss, Spencer Baston, Casey Kane, Noah Gass, and Allen. The rookie battle is between Baston, Kane, and Gass, but the fight will most likely between Baston and Kane. Nothing against Gas and his group, but they're facing the toughest test of their racing journeys, and I think just finishing the season will be a feat in and of itself for that squad. The fight between Kane and Baston could be intriguing, though. I have World of Outlaws races in the DirtTracker.com analytics database back through 2017, and over that span, the two drivers have a very similar number of starts. Kane has 70, with Baston sitting on 74. Kane has never won a World of Outlaws feature in his career, and in that 70 race stretch, he's got two top fives, 15 top tens, he's led 20 laps, and has an average finish of 13.7. In the 74 appearances for Baston, he does have two victories, both of them last year, along with five top fives, 16 top tens, and an average finish of 14.9. So similar stats between the two drivers. Obviously, those two wins look good for Baston, but Kane has the better average finish. I think it's a really tough call between the two because I like Baston's youth and those two victories show he's growing as a driver. But Kane's experience and the weight of KKR behind him are tough things to ignore. And he'll have Brad Sweet and sort of teammate James McFadden to lean on. I think I'm going to give the slight edge to uh, to Kane here, but it's basically a coin toss for the rookie battle. As for the title race, I think things are going to be very close all year. Sweet is the easy favorite, but he'll have some chasers. If we were buying stock here, I'm gonna go long on someone like James McFadden. I like his future as an outlaw, but I don't think he's quite ready yet to contend and he'll be adjusting to life as a Roth driver in 2022. I also think that on any given night, Sheldon Shield is as good as anyone in the field, but he's just not consistent enough to really be a factor for the championship. 55 top tens in 78 races last year with an average finish of 7.7 just isn't gonna get it done. As an outlaw driver if your average finish isn't at least in the five you're just not going to win the title that leaves us i think with five guys really battling it out in sweet shot scrabble macedo and shoehart of this group i could see any of them winning if things go right but let's go through each of the drivers first up is logan shoehart logan is as talented as anyone in sprint car racing right now but he's got to find the form he had in 2020 if he wants to break through He led a ton of laps last year and grabbed seven wins, but his top five and top 10 percentages were down, and his average finish slumped from 5.96 to 7.78. Both of his efficiency stats were down, and he wasn't passing nearly as many cars. I think it'll be an uphill battle for that 1S team this year against this other group. With Donnie Schatz, 2021 was a battle at times, but that team was very good over the second half of the season. Following the Jackson Nationals in June, Schatz was 6th in the point standings and battled back to nearly get to 3rd by season's end. Over the final 33 races, he had 32 top 10 finishes, with 26 being top 5s. If they can keep that pace up in 2022, the 10-time champ will be in the thick of the fight. As for David Gravel, we know he can win a lot. He's been victorious in over 15% of his starts back through 2017, which equates to 56 wins. Over that stretch, only shots has been in victory lane more often than David Gravel. But the question mark with Gravel is consistency. I really like David a lot. He's an incredible talent. You obviously don't win that many races if you aren't. But he just hasn't been able to get over the hump yet in his career, and putting a full season together from start to finish is his issue. He's got to improve his average finish, which was nearly 6.5 last year, and top 10s in only 82% of races just isn't enough. Hopefully year two with the big game team will mean improvements, but as much as I like Gravel, I just can't pick him. We need to see more from him before I'll believe he's got a real chance at the championship. If anyone can knock Sweet off his perch right now though, the driver I'm most curious about is Carson Macedo. 2021 was year three on the road, and we've seen marked improvement from him over the first three seasons. He ended up third in the standings in 2021, but 11 wins and the same amount of top tens as the champion put everyone on notice, I think. I'd like to see more top fives from him, and he needs to bump his efficiency numbers, but if he continues to grow, he could be a real challenger. Year two with Philip Dietz as his crew chief, added support from a new sponsor. I think a lot of things are lining up for a big season from him and that JJR 41 team. And then that leaves us with Brad Sweet. Clearly the favorite again this year. He cemented his place at the top of the sprint car game right now. It's interesting though, even with the three titles, the big wins, including the Knoxville Nationals and Kings Royal, I do think Brad is still very driven. When you hear him talk, he's made some interesting comments about Donnie's shots and his past seasons, and I think Sweet wants to put together one of those insane years where he wins 25 plus races and just flat dominates like we used to see from Donnie and Steve Kinzer. I think in his mind that would really seal his place as one of the greatest to ever do it. I wonder though if that's really still possible in this day and age of sprint car racing. The field is so deep and I think it would be a feat to even get to 20 wins. Either way, though, Sweet is still the guy right now, and if you had a gun to my head, though, I think just for fun, I might take Macedo as my championship pick. Looking at Volusia specifically tonight, Sweet shots Macedo and McFadden lead the way in average finish there lately. Their DirtTracker.com analytics prediction formula favored Sweet with the All-Stars, but it likes shots with the Outlaws. I'm going to pick Macedo in his ever-improving game on half-mile racetracks. The field of cars should be pretty strong, though, and it sounds like Kyle Larson might be in attendance in the Silva 57. I don't know if I'd pick Larson to win, though. His track record at Volusia isn't super great, and he hasn't been here since 2020. If you want to watch today, make sure you hustle home from work. World of Outlaws Hot Laps are scheduled for 4.45 p.m. Eastern. You can watch it live on Dirt Vision with your FastPass. Over at Alltech Raceway in Florida last night, the Short Track Super Series kicked off their 2022 season and the Sunshine Swing, and what a race we got. Mike Maresca led early from the pole, with Matt Shepard chasing him through lap traffic. Things got interesting, though, on lap 11 when Maresca tangled with the lap car of LJ Lombardo and ended up in the Turn 3 wall. That let Shepard buy for the lead, but the battle was just getting going. Maresca's car seemed okay, and those two went to war through traffic, swapping the lead. And that battle between those two then allowed Billy Pouch Jr. to close up on them. And as we approached five to go, Pouch got to second and then to the lead with four to go. But Shepard's spot out front was saved by a caution for Stuart Friesen, who was in the wall. And unfortunately, under that yellow, we lost Mareska from the race. He'd slowly been backing up, and I wonder if he'd started feeling some ill effects from that contact. On the final restart Shepard was able to get away and take the four thousand dollar win pouch ended up second mark johnson third eric rudolph fourth and larry white completed the top five after an early spin if you didn't watch last night jump over to flow and watch that feature replay today really really good race short track super series is back at it tonight at all tech it's not been an easy season so far for the off-season extreme dirt car series for late models we had yet another schedule change announced yesterday. Modoc Speedway in South Carolina has shifted to new owners and been renamed Little River Speedway. And facility upgrades at the track that are ongoing will not be complete in time for the series trip on February 26th. So that race has been canceled and in its place a second date that weekend at Lavonia Speedway in Georgia has been added. So drivers will now take on Lavonia on both February 25th and 26th with both nights being full 5000 win programs. So there's still five races left this season for the Extreme Dirt Car Series, now two nights at Livonium, Lakeview Motor Speedway on March 24th, and a co-sanction with the World of Outlaws of Late Models at Cherokee on March 25th and 26th. Ross Bales is the current series points leader by eight points over Carson Ferguson, with Ben Wat- uh, Watkins also very much in the mix. With that March weekend at Cherokee scheduled up against the first XR weekend at Bristol, it will be interesting to see what choices are made by some of these guys. We'll obviously have the outlaw regulars at Cherokee, but from there, who chooses to go to Bristol and try for big cash and who heads south with the outlaws is going to be a question. Both of those nights at Bristol are $50k to win and $2,500 to start, while the outlaw nights are $10,000 and $20,000 to win. The Thursday Extreme Lakeview show adds another $5,000 to that weekend. For more information on the Extreme Dirt Dirt Car series, visit ExtremeDirtCar.com. I do feel like at some point this Extreme Outlaw versus Extreme Durker thing is going to get confusing. It's already difficult to keep up with some of the stuff, so I wish they'd made some different name choices from these series at World Racing Group. I'll try and help keep it straight, but remember, Extreme Dirt Car is late models, Extreme Outlaw is midgets and non-wing sprint cars. There are six shows on the streaming schedule today. Dirt Vision has the World of Outlaws from Dirt Car Nationals. MavTV Plus has more LucasLay models from East Bay. Flow Racing has the Short Track Super Series from Alltech and Flow 24-7. And then XR has Racing from Las Vegas and Speed Sport has another night from Hendry County. To see the full daily streaming schedule with links to watch, visit dirttracker.com watch tonight. That's it for the show today. Have a good Thursday. If you have thoughts about the topics on today's show, please leave them in the comments below or tweet at me. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow for more Dirt Tracker Daily.